calling the dogs with Chansey and Cheese. And for the first time in a long time, dogs are SEC champs. It felt good to hoist that incredibly large trophy that doesn't make much sense into the air. And my God, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Have you ever seen the uh, like the, the figures that are on the? Have you ever examined the figures that are on the SEC championship uh, trophy? I don't think I have. It's really just. It's a pretty awkward depiction of a guy like it's like a defensive lineman and an offensive lineman like kind of diving at the defensive lineman, but the, it looks like the quarterback is just like it's like a QB sneak that they're just trying to get it across the goal line. That's what it is. So it's like it's a really just kind of an awkward like, hey, here's your QB sneak to show that you're SEC champions. <laughs> I've never noticed it. I've literally never noticed it until the other day, and then you mentioned the trophy, and I was like. Yeah, yeah, I need to I need to see if Chansey's as weird as I am. Um Yeah, man. Dogs are SEC champions. Kings King King or Kings of the SEC. Uh you and I were there to to take that all in and uh I think you 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 would you would agree with me that that score fifty to thirty, which is a really weird score, just a flat, flat, you know, tens there. That did not really that score does not really reflect how much we kicked their ass. No, it, it was kind of crazy to think that in an SEC championship game there were two and a half quarters of garbage time. I mean, it was just. It, I mean, we we got ahead so quickly, and it, and this this was a game too that it's, we've been on the other side of these games so much. Everything bounced our way. And a lot of it came because of our preparation, and a lot of it came because of how we were viewing this game, and, and there's a mentality about that. And, and we've always just been on the other end of that, the ball bouncing off of our head, us making a dumb special teams play that gets picked up and run back for a touchdown. And we're always on yeah. the other side of that, having to fight back. And, oh boy, did, oh boy, oh boy, did it feel good to be <laughs> on the other side where everything literally bounced into your hands or you make a heads-up play. And uh, Because I'll be honest, man, I was impressed with LSU's performance. Uh, Brian Kelly's first SEC championship, your, your quarterback's hobbled. Uh, your, your starting quarterback that's led you all season long thought they had a great game. But, man, we were there was nobody in the country that was stopping us on on Saturday. No, and and I think Jaden Daniels, I mean you saw that he was fighting through some pain and and obviously there was a point where he couldn't overcome it. There was a reason, you know, he was I think they were saying he probably was 80 or 90% coming in this game and he got down to 50% pretty quickly and then before you knew it it was like man, that guy doesn't need to be on the field anymore. He was just he couldn't even run um, you know, and and that was shortly after <laughs> One of the greatest things I've ever observed in my life, which was Jalen Carter wrapping up Jaden Daniels, and like Kirby said, just having the discipline and the wherewithal to just say, "No, nah, I'm not going to throw him, slam him down like I, he could de- very well do. I'm not going to slam him down, but I'm going to hold him like a little child and just celebrate." <laughs> well, and you know, and it, guess what? It counted as a sack. You know, it's one of those things they call the they blow the whistle and. Uh, that's a that's a sack right there, and, and the the amount of memes that have come out of that have been incredible. Well, and the the discipline to not because as we just saw or as we saw that night, he could have suplexed him with one arm, and so it was very yeah. that was very evident. He could have he could have ended his life, but uh, to then 
create what will very likely be the best image in college foot in Georgia football history. One like top. You're, you're talking about Uga biting at the Auburn player. You're talking about uh, yeah. Vince Dooley on the shoulders, and now you've got. You've got the Keely Ringo pick. I mean, you've got all these things, and Herschel you've got running over Bill, Bill Herschel, Bates. Herschel, like. Herschel, run. as a freshman. You've got all these images, and that has quite easily cemented itself as one of the top ones that it's that's going to exist forever. Because especially anytime we play LSU, guess what's going to be shown up at every and it's going to be everywhere. And uh, it, it was just it was one of those moments you're like. Oh, that was big. <laughs> that was really yeah. that was really big <laughs> because he it literally looked like a father that was trying to hold his kid up so he could see above the crowd. It was like when you hold up, so like, hey, get 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 your view over. And it was funny at one point that the players around <laughs> a lot of the LSU offensive linemen try to go grab at him, and then they're just kind of stunned at what's happening. Like they kind of stop yeah. to look and just to to see. Like, and then they're like. Hey, hey, put him down. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my yeah. God, what what just transpired? And uh, Mi- it, Mr. Do you mind putting our quarterback down? <laughs> like That's how I felt like it just felt like Jalen Carter was like, dude, you couldn't. He, he looked invincible uh, on Saturday. I mean, and you and I discussed it before we, we got going here, but, dude, that guy's been playing on a level that we have not seen him play on. Like, he's he's always been incredible. He got hurt in the Missouri game. It took a little while for him to come back. There was the question of whether or not he wanted to come back. And then he comes back in the Florida game. He dominates that game, and he has played on a level that, in my opinion, uh, even just these last, what, four or five games that we've played, honestly, he should be up in New York City too. Him and old Stat, Stat should be, like, you know, walking around the Big Apple having a big old time, and uh, and one of them should have won and should win it. And, and Jalen Carter, I think, has shown – that he should not only be the number one draft pick, but he he potentially is the best college football player in the country. I'd, and I'd, uh, I'd like for I'd like for you I to tell me a good argument. I'd like for you to tell me who's better than him. Like it's just you can't you can't argue with it in, in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm I'm sad we didn't get him all season and didn't yeah. get to see. We missed a huge chunk of of what what could have been, if you will. But uh, man, it was it, he was. He was violent this weekend. Mm. Just, I mean, mm. it was it was it was fun to watch. But anyway, we, we could talk about Jalen the entire time. But uh, so, what what was your thought of the environment? And so we, we get there, we, we we end up getting to go with with our buddies Caleb and Tyler, and and we we get the, the get the crew back together and, and get to go have a have a great time. Uh, what well, what was the what was your feeling? What was the vibe going in? <clears throat> well, you know just as well as I do that. We thought that weather was going to be a lot better than it actually was, and um, well, that that didn't exactly turn out very well. Uh, we got there, we were heading towards the stadium about ten or ten thirty or so, and sure enough, man, I mean, just a downpour. It got really nasty. We thankfully had a tailgating spot that was close to it, but uh, hey, man, we made the best of it. And the tailgating scene, I mean, I was proud of the dogs, man. You didn't see many LSU fans, and, and for good reason. I mean, if they hadn't lost that last game against Texas A&M, I think it would have been a lot different. I don't know if they would have thought that they were going to be vying for a spot in the CFP or not, but there would have been a lot more that made that that uh, trip if they thought they had a chance uh, against us. Um, but 
lots of dogs, man. We had a big old time, uh, and you know, we, you and I, and and Tyler and Caleb, we we set up in the nosebleeds, but it didn't matter, man. I mean, we were in that stadium. We got to witness history. Uh, you, uh, you know, I was there. Were you there when we beat Auburn in 2017? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, I I couldn't I couldn't remember if you were there or not, but we uh, you know, that was it's it's crazy to think that we have won all these different games. You know, we've won. Peach Bowls, Sugar Bowls, Orange Bowls, National Championship. And uh, last time we won the SEC was five years ago. So uh, really glad that, that Kirby was – and Kirby even said that, you know, winning the SEC is – is he's got more National Championship rings than he does SEC rings. Um, so it's just uh, – it's awesome to see that, you know, we – he obviously appreciates it. But, I mean, you watch these players, man. They wanted this thing bad. And so it was. Uh, it was fun. Obviously, tons of dogs. I think it was. I'd say it was roughly ninety percent uh, red and black. Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, without a doubt. It, they were. LSU showed up as as much as I thought they would. Uh, I'd give them anywhere from from five to, to ten thousand fans uh, in the stadium. They were kind of dispersed. But when you hit that fourth quarter, yeah, it may have and, been. We we may have had about eighty percent. Yeah, that may be more accurate. Because they're they're kind of sprinkled throughout, but when you hit that fourth quarter and the and the the cell phone lights come on, uh, you're like, yeah, this was this was only us, <laughs> and uh, yeah. it was yeah. It, and, and really though, it it was a home game because it was a home game with a little LSU sliver. It felt like you were in Sanford, and because and we were all cheering the whole time. I mean, it was just play after play was just on our side and so i mean it was just it was very similar to oregon at the beginning of the year uh, just in terms of play after play everything just kind of goes your way you're hitting you're making big plays you're 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 smothering them i mean it was it was it, it had similar vibes to that uh it wasn't exactly the same but i felt felt very similar in how well, how the uh how it was set up chancy i mean the only thing that i just hate about that game was that we didn't throw the ball every play like that lady was streaming for <laughs> a few rows below us. We had this this one lady that Lord Lord help her like didn't understand football at all, but she was uh, acting like the most diehard fan in the world and just right, throw the ball whenever we were up by four touchdowns. You know, it's like nah, I don't think you understand how this all works. Uh, but man, it was you know we had a good time. I mean, we were we were up there with some uh, good good folks. But man, it was just there was a lot of uh, games like that where it's like sometimes there's just people that come out of the woodwork. Like sometimes it's it's a little it can be a little much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had, we had a few of those around us, but uh, for the most part, we were we, we were in great shape and uh, it, it was fun. It was a great time. But starting out the game, uh, I think. There's a couple. If if Chris Smith makes that one pick that he drops, I think it's very easy to say he, he might have been your MVP of the game uh, with how mm. how many plays he was making and and really starting out that game, he with uh, LSU was driving the field. I mean, they drove all the way down. We hold them to a field goal in the red zone and lead them to. I mean, they and it, they they had a methodical drive. I mean, Daniels has been hurt and and he still. He's still moving. I thought he threw the ball for being hurt. He threw the ball incredibly well, and uh, yeah. and they they moved the ball down the field. And uh, you're getting kind of antsy there at the beginning. I mean, you know, you feel confident you're going to be able to score, 
but then we hold them to a field goal and, and short yardage field goal, man, I mean, you, you cannot against us. It is not a given. And we are, we love blocking a field goal in an SEC championship game. It is our, it's our specialty. And sure enough, uh, Nazir, Nazir gets his hand on it, blocks it. And Chris makes just an, a huge heads up play. I don't even think mm. it, I, it was it was kind of seeing it. He he ran in front of us if we're looking at the at the uh, the way we're looking at the field, and um, just it was awesome to to go back and or to just kind of watch it happen and and realize what what was happening. And uh, I go, love going back and watching the the replay or, or watching the, the broadcast. And the, the camera guys were all thrown off. I mean, everybody was kind of thrown off at what was going on. And sure enough, I mean, it was a live ball. And uh, and Chris made a heads-up play. All the coaches, all the, the players are saying, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it. And he's looking around, and he, he kind of looks at the he looks at the ref and, and kind of looks at what's going on. And he just picks that bad boy up and, and takes off and uh, really gets, gets started what is going to end up being a route. You know, it's funny. I, I was not celebrating – because I was like, you you can't you can't do that, right? I I, don't, I still don't know, and I think they've changed it over the years, but I still don't know exactly what the ruling is there. But then I, when I watched the broadcast uh, or the replay, um, they had what's his name, Sterator or whatever. They had the, the rules expert or whatever. Uh, he came on the broadcast and he was like, yeah, like you know that's a live ball until it comes to a stop. And so there, he was talking about how Chris Smith. You know, basically was waiting. The ball was like making its last little like quarter turn there, and dude just was like, "Yep." <laughs> like all the LSU <laughs> players are like, "Dadgummit!" Like we missed it, and they're walking back to the bench. And the only person that's really watching Chris Smith is Munden, and Munden's actually waving. Him. I, I, I saw it. I, I thought he was trying to get him to pick it up, but he was actually waving him off. Everybody's like, "Dude, what are you doing? Just get away from it!" And all that. And then as soon as he picked it up, my smile was like, "Let's ride!" <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Man, just what a what a heads up play. What I mean, that's one of those things that you you're you keep we keep talking about how that ball has never bounced our way like that with the with the crazy return on the field goal with the the bounce uh, bounce off the helmet interception and things like that. But yeah, man, it's it was it was pretty awesome to see. That was uh, Chris Chris Smith has been a he's been such a playmaker. I I hope he gets uh, his due in the NFL draft. He's just as Unfortunately, a little short, but man, he's a hell of a player. I like I like the way he he goes about his business. Well, if he has plays like that and 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 keeps gets him a, another pick or two in in, in the playoffs and uh, and has some big opportunities, he, he made some plays this week and beside even besides that, and I, I think you I think you saw his draft stock go up after making they love mm-hmm. they love NFL loves like those those football IQ plays. They they love those moments where you where you, you do something like that. Anytime you can get a good highlight reel, uh, that gets you that gets you on their radar. So I feel I, I'm excited about what he's doing. But he's he's made a lot of big plays for us all year and has has shown up in, in many because he's the one that led to the pick. He let he was the one that he was on the guy and, and yeah, made he crashed that, on him. Yeah, yeah, and he and so he was actually the one that led to the the tip, and and, uh, and then almost picked off another ball. I think in the second, like right at the beginning of the second half or the end of the second quarter, he almost no end of the second quarter he almost picked off another ball. Uh, he was just just late on it, uh, so just just playmaker has, has has been his last couple of years done a, done an awesome job, and so I, I was 
but once that started and that really got after his after his play, and then uh, we we stop him or I think they end up going down and scoring, and then uh, we we didn't have we only had what four plays we go three and out first time we get the ball, and um, I think we only had like three or four plays in the first quarter because of the picked up ball and they had these long drives and stuff. So we only had a couple plays. And then in the second quarter, we just go off. I mean, it was, we were all over the place. And, uh, or, or, and so we, once, once our offense got started, it was kind of, it was kind of tough to, tough to stop. I mean, Stetson had what, 200, yeah. hit over 200 yards in the first half. And, uh, Few touchdown, two touchdowns, three touchdowns. I can't remember how many in the first half, but uh, you go into half thirty-five to ten, you're, you're you're in a good spot. Yeah, he had four touchdowns in the first half. He didn't even have to. I mean, he didn't throw the ball in the second half, so he didn't have to. Uh, man, he was Stetson was he played lights out. Man, when the when the brightest lights are on, that dude is. I mean, he is humming, and um, was really happy to see him play well, play poised. You saw that maturity that he has. I mean, just I mean, it's super evident when you're watching him play, especially in a game like that. You can see just how relaxed he can be because he's been there. He's been there. He's been around the block. I saw something the other day too. I, this is just crazy. Uh, you know, he's 25 years old, right? And so it's so funny to me. Sorry, this is kind of getting a little off track, but it's so funny to me that for the longest time, people are like just completely downplaying Stetson's ability and all that and just saying that he can't even throw over the he can't even see over the top of his offensive lineman and, and then it was like oh like he's a 25 year old he's playing with a bunch of 20 year olds like of course he should be dominant like people have been saying I've been I've seen people say that and I'm like how did how how did we get to where how did we get here <laughs> uh so but anyway, and, and and then the other people, everybody else is like making excuses. This was this was hilarious too. They're like, "Well, he's he is he's throwing a bunch of five stars. It makes sense. They're just making him look good." It's like, well, Lad McConkey was a three star kid who barely got a scholarship. Uh, Stetson himself was a two star walk on. Uh, Darnell Washington is the only true five star player, uh, skill player that we have on our offense. Well, Kendall Milton too, but. Uh, receiving wise, Darnell Washington is the only one. You know, Brock Bowers. Nobody thought he was going to be what he is. Uh, and then obviously you got, you know, Rosemary Jackson, who was a solid recruit, but he was he wasn't a five star. You got kids like Kyrus Jackson, who's been here forever. He wasn't a five star. Dylan Bell, uh, not a five star. So. Um, if anything, you say like receiving is where we've had the least amount of stars. I mean, that's where we have been the the slimmest and so that's what everybody talks about where our weakness is is our receiving mm-hmm. core is it is it that's that's what they say anyway but we're but now we're now it's like oh all these guys are so great and stetson's just throwing all these great players and it's like mm, it has and it, like it has nothing to do with him at all like like oh this guy <laughs> like yeah like Somebody's got to be throwing the ball to these guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you it's like you talk about it, and you're talking about CJ Stroud's going for the Heisman and you're like, yeah, these guys are good. Like you're talking about Bryce Young and 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 you were talking about he gets he gets his Heisman or whatever. Yeah, he was throwing to some pretty uh he, he was throwing to some pretty good football players too. And, and so you look at these guys that tends to happen. Uh where where this so you look at you look at Joe Burrow and he had Jamar Chase and these guys that are 
unreal. And, and, and yeah. yeah, they're going to make you look pretty good, but you still have to get the ball to them. <laughs> and so it's, yeah. uh, anyway, it's it's fun to listen to these people talk. And uh, and so. It, well, it's it, just it's just funny because it's, I love our receiving core. I think we have a great oh, yeah. receiving core. And, and, and obviously, A.D. Mitchell, who was, you know, we keep talking about, was supposed to be our best receiver coming into the year. We haven't had him for the majority of the year. He comes back and throws a damn two-point conversion in this game. Just super random. That's I don't know if you saw, but Stetson said he didn't even rep that uh, play. Uh, he had never <laughs> run it uh, in practice. And um, But anyway, I – it's just it's just so crazy to me that all of a sudden we got the success. Stetson looks like otherworldly. He gets invited to, the, to New York City for the Heisman, which you know we really haven't even talked about. But yet he's going to going to the freaking New York City for the Heisman. But the now it's like oh well he's just got all these five star receivers. It's like no we don't have a like it's not like where he's throwing to Demonte Smith and uh, whoever the hell the other guys on that team were uh, Waddle you know all all these guys that just like. Alabama's had all these five stars just churning through that program for the past five or six years. Uh, no, man, these these guys are like we're piecing together some amazing players, and there are some very good players. But it's not like it's uh, across the board. Everybody was super highly rated. It's pretty pretty remarkable, honestly, what what he's been able to do, uh, and 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 the whole offense really. Well, you look, it's it's really both sides of the ball. I mean, if you you don't really look at, I mean, you got to look at Jalen uh, up front as is our is a true superstar on that side, and then you are, it's a it's a team effort. Stetson threw the ball like ten different guys during the game. I mean, there was like ten different guys had catches or something like that, and and, yeah. and all the touchdowns. I think I think all of the passing touchdowns were to different guys, and so I mean, you're you're, you're looking at everybody is contributing to this because you really saw Brock had that first drive that drive that he scored. He was ninety percent of the yards on that drive. Uh, he caught most of he caught most of the passes and, and took us down the field, but really everybody contributed in some way, shape, or form, and and so everybody had some plays. You saw Dom get in there. You saw Kiaris get in there. Hadn't even talked about those guys. You talk, you, you saw um, Darnell had his touchdown catch, two point conversion catch. Um, Ad was throwing to him on that. I mean, you've got uh, you've got all these guys that are getting in on this, and, and even and McConkey still had a great game before he he came out. Uh, and I'm I'm loving Rosemary. I just I love his hands. He has he, looks, he has he only continued to get year. better. He has only yes. continued to get better. And I, I'm I'm just I'm excited about where he's his trajectory. I mean he's he's going some of those balls that are, are behind you can see those balls that are behind behind him, he is mm-hmm. his reach and his instinct on those catches is it's it gets me super pumped up to just to watch him play. Really, just kind of looks like another another number one, right? That's uh, he, he he keeps giving me glimpses of, of what he what he could be. That's uh, crazy. So yeah. it, it's it, and it's just fun. I mean, you can tell the guys are just having a good time. The offense was clicking, and then we ended up looking in the second half. If we're going to talk offensively, we ended up running the ball for over two hundred fifty yards. I mean, we had yeah. a great day running the ball, which is where I'll hand it off to you to to speak on the running game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, hey, look. Let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, oh, Kendall, man. He look. Not only did he look a lot better, but he looked great on Saturday. Like I completely different looking back than what we've seen for the majority of the year. Maybe he's just been battling that much of an injury for that long. I don't know. 
But like this was the first time where I've watched him bounce a, a play outside, you know, catch the edge and take off, hit another gear. Like he he shouldn't have got caught on one of them, but the guy had a really good angle uh, on. I think it was his longest run. Yeah, it, so he had he had that fifty one yarder. Um, so Kendall super improved in this game. Saw that burst that we saw a couple of years ago. Uh, and obviously he he made some made some moves made some lateral movements that I didn't think he was was possible for him. So hey man, all credit to him. He averaged 14, uh, 14 uh, yards per, uh, per rush. Uh, obviously a lot of that aided with those long runs, a couple of pretty long runs, but uh, still very very good very good play from him. I'll I'll definitely give him all the credit in the world for for that game. And and obviously Kenny Mack had a couple of touchdowns on the day as well. Uh, Dejan. You know, it's kind of funny, like just how much I thought that Dejan really didn't get in there much. But then you look at the the numbers, and he was our second leading rusher on the day. So, um, just that's the things you don't have to have a guy who goes. I mean, I'm Kendall went over a hundred for the day, but with the offense that we're running, you don't have to have that guy that that goes over a hundred. You know, every game, and we've got we got a plethora of backs. We, we like you said, we went over two fifty on the day. Like that's a great day. You got multiple backs that are over fifty yards. That's a great day. So uh, effective against LSU. Let, let me say, two other observations I had. Sorry, one one of them is uh, these are both kind of just singu- singular uh, observations. One, you didn't hear p- about Perkins at all, man. He led the team in tackles, but man, did you did you was that guy anywhere close to what he was of the these in the previous games? No. I did not see it, man. He did not seem – I mean, I didn't even know he had this. He had 10 tackles on the day. But, you know, that could be anything from tackling. That could He could have been tackling Kendall, you know, 50 yards down the field, and, you know, they're still going to count as a tackle. But he was not in our – he was not in the backfield. He had zero sack. The entire team had zero sacks on the day. So um, I don't think that B.J. Ojolari and, and, and Harold Perkins were quite as effective against our uh, – our, our offensive line, uh, and then uh, I'll let I'll let you let you come on comment on that if you want in a second. But I also wanted to say real quick, number three is the real deal. <laughs> yes, he is. Kamari Lasseter, what 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 we witnessed on that one play, they had a breakaway. I can't remember if it was a pass or a run, and Kamari Lasseter hawked that boy's tail down. Holy cow, that was some unreal speed. I think all four of us were sitting there like, did that just happen? Wow, uh, he's turning into a hell of a player, and obviously, it was pretty easy for him to overshadow uh, Keeley on the day, just with how he struggled. So, anyway, just two two random observations. I was just like, dude, I got it. I have to say both of those. But yeah, no, I, I think our offensive line. I mean, you're talking about just a heck of a performance by them, especially even when when Warren goes down, you kind of get you get a little concerned. And we still haven't heard a lot on that yet, on where he's, on kind of the what all is going on with that. But had they both, or offensive line had had a great day. When you're able to pass for that many yards and then also rush for that many yards, and a lot of them were just for Kendall, a lot of gashes up the middle, a lot of great blocking on the edge, uh, tight ends, and I mean obviously obviously Darnell and, and Brock are going to block well. Uh, I think on one of those big ones that he kicked out, he he. <laughs> It was Rosamy, Darnell, and Brock just had just some clean blocks that were just so sexy, yeah. and uh, yeah. and and to get getting getting him out there. But 
for to, to have that balance and have no sacks on Stetson, him not really having to scramble much. I mean, there wasn't a ton of that going on. He he was able to really sit back there and punch his ticket to New York because of how these guys played, on, on how the offensive line played, giving him so many opportunities. And even Gary was talking good about us uh, and talking about how many lanes we had opening up and, 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 and opportunities for, for Kendall to run and uh, – so it, they they had a great game, and uh, you were excited to see it because that that was what that it, we just that was what we needed going into the, having that good offensive line play, and you know you're gonna have the the good defensive line play because you got Jalen out there, so you know that's gonna happen. But when you win the other trench, it, it also it all adds up to a really good freaking day. So I, I was I was happy to see that, and and to your other point, uh, Kamari just. Also, too, Kamari almost blocked the other field goal they had. He almost came around that one yeah. before the end of the half. If he had come up, he actually, to me, it looked like he overshot it. He should have come towards the kicker a little a little more, and he would have had it, but he was trying to beat it. And anyway, mm-hmm. but you go back and watch it, and you're like, how did he miss it? Like, it was one of those things that he was – It looked like it went through his hand. Yeah. And, that's, and I think it was because of the angle because you go back and, and, and watch – you can go back and look, see some other angles of it. But uh, I think if he had come towards the kicker a little more, he would have got it. But anyway, and then also, too, his coverage was was top-notch. He was breaking some balls up. Had a couple, had a couple opportunities for uh, some – he went for a pick that if he had caught that pick – it would have rivaled uh, Jalen's picking up of uh, of, of Daniels, uh, <laughs> but but he had a great game. And to your point, not Keeley's best day. Uh, Keeley Keeley struggled, and um, but but I'll tell and you, so did Malachi. We Malachi, we, Malachi. we we kind of just yeah. It's kind of like it was crazy because I mean, really, you had Chris Smith and Kamari playing. I mean, a lights out day, and then Malachi and Keeley. Now I would say it's. I would still say it was more so Ringo, but Malachi, I mean, and, and also Ringo is a junior, you know, you expect a little bit more out of him. Um, but Malachi, he definitely struggled with, I mean, he let guys behind him for the first time that, I mean, really, tr- like multiple times in one game for the first time in, in, in at least a while. Uh, and we weren't used to that with the, the level that he's been playing at for most of the year. We weren't used to it, but we still got a true freshman back there. Well, and you look at it, we still gave up 500 yards in the air, uh, or however many it was, and and that's that's kind of scary in terms of and and here's the thing too, Nussmeyer, their backup quarterback. It's funny we didn't even really haven't even talked about. You put the backup quarterback in, just starts airing it out. It's like we just have a backup quarterback syndrome. I don't know what the I don't know what the freaking yeah. deal is, but anyway. <laughs> But to, to his point, he's got nothing to lose, and he's they kind of refer to him as a gunslinger, and so he's just airing it out. But his guys were making incredible plays. He was throwing some incredible balls. Uh, so they, they were just they were leaving it all out there, and so they aired it out for the rest of the game, really that whole second half. And uh, and so you're going to get some of those plays, and uh, a lot of that you tighten up if the game is closer. Those things are different. That doesn't play out the same way. Uh, if if they're not if we're not up by as much as we are, but we basically go into like I said we go into prevent mode, pretty much the whole second half. And it's kind of like we, we're we're not playing our usual style. So some of this you have to take with a grain of salt. But Keely got beat on some stuff, and, and like I say Malachi didn't make some great decisions. Guys getting behind him, and so 
that's a lot of stuff that can get shored up before uh, we play Ohio State uh, in the Peach Bowl. But uh, it's one of those things you have you have to pay attention to it. And I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to overanalyze it because that we just we weren't like I said we were not. That's if the game was tighter, it wouldn't have played out the same way. To me, it wouldn't yeah. have. So that's kind of where that's kind of where I stand. At. I don't, I don't want to. It wasn't Keeley's best day, and um, but at the same time, they were just they were throwing deep balls the whole time. And and you're and from a math perspective, some of them are just going to pan out. And uh, yeah. and so they they just they sent everybody they had. So anyway, I, I'm not defending him, but there was just it was just one of those things that, that that's not representative of what's going to be coming down the line long term a lot of that we can we can sure up but it is a sign it, it, there is a weakness there there is a sign of weakness as we move on into the playoff it's i mean it's also i mean we were up 35 to 7 until literally the last second of the second quarter so we went into halftime 35 to 10 it could have very well been a 35 7 lead at halftime so i mean you're talking about 28 point margin there i mean even I mean, Kirby would never admit it, but even Kirby was like, "All right, boys, let's just get to the end of this to to uh, to triple zeros kind of thing." And um, I think that it's easy for these kids. I mean, we 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 I think a lot of times forget these are twenty year olds. You know, they're nineteen, twenty, twenty one years old. The these are the kids that I mean, they are hyper disciplined. I mean, that's how Kirby has this team. But at the same time, like it's pretty easy for them to see, to just start having fun, playing a little loose. You know, I mean, you get this big of a lead, like you're not gonna be. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's just not gonna happen. Like you're not gonna take it quite as seriously if you're up 35 to seven. You're like, man, these guys that we're playing, they don't deserve to be here, kind of thing. Um, and you know, I think LSU did some good things. Obviously, whenever Nussmeier came in there, they were going balls to the wall. Let's just chunking this thing down the down the field and see what happens kind of deal so nothing to lose in that situation uh and and georgia didn't really have i mean didn't ever feel i don't think i never felt like we were in danger i mean especially whenever we kept them from scoring whenever they went for that fourth down and one uh on the what six yard line or five yard line or so um and did not get it and i believe that was in the third quarter uh whenever that happened I was like, yeah, like this, because it would have been, they would have been, yeah, so they were going for, to get it to be 24 to 35, so that would have been a, within 11 points, so, I mean, that was, that was, I was kind of starting to feel like, eh, but then we stopped them, went down and went up to 42 to 17, and uh, made it a, 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 you know, a very good margin to be comfortable with, um, you know, some other observations, man, I mean, you know, we saw... The defensive line, I thought we saw Walthour and uh, Nazir played a lot better in this game. Um, we're seeing these, those guys kind of kind of come together a lot. And then Dumas had a good game. Bullard led the team in tackles. Uh, incredible weapon, man. I mean, what he's been doing this year has been just a lot of fun to, to watch him as well. Um, and uh, old Chaz Chambliss kind of redeemed himself a little bit. He got that sack uh, when they were they were actually driving on that on that play, I think. Um, but yeah, man, it's all in all, it's, it's one of those SEC championships that we knew going into it that I felt very confident we were going to win that game. Um, but then we go in and dominate the way we do did. And then we still, it's like, we still, 
I mean, yes, I mean, I felt like we let our guard down a little bit, but it's so funny because it's almost like we did enough to give our our future opponents a little bit of hope. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let them think, like, we if we dominated LSU, like, if, we, if it was 49 to 10, they'd be like, damn, man, like, Georgia's just going to stomp us. But then, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, they gave up 500 passing yards. Maybe we got a shot. Like, let them think that. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's crazy. Uh, I, I mean, you know how Kirby is. Like, he... He took the the foot off the gas pretty quick, and uh, so I'm just happy we we were able to make it a, a nice even twenty point win, uh, and uh, just uh, had a lot of fun watching it and taking it in with you you boys. And I don't want us to overlook. I mean, we've got the we've got the college football playoff coming up, and I, I think we need to kind of anybody that's listening to this. I, I want to take a collective moment and say we need to enjoy the heck out of this. Like, we need to eat up everything that is happening right now. We are 20, what was it, we're 27-1 and one in the last 28 games or whatever, and, and, and two undefeated seasons. We are uh, two undefeated regular seasons. We've The only game we've lost to is, is Alabama in the last two years in an SEC championship game to then turn around and go and just mop up in the, in the playoff and – and to just have a season like we're having and getting to watch our guys just have the time of their life and and getting to travel to all these places. We're getting to go to all these big venues and go to all these games and, and just experience all this stuff and, and watch our boys have fun doing it and, and just and get to experience this. This is fun. This is this is we don't know with we don't know how we don't know how long this can last. <laughs> I get like you said, you just never you just never know how long you're going to get this. I think Kirby is setting us up for the long term. I think he's putting something true in place, and I think as the rest of the world of college football is kind of in turmoil, like we'll talk about later, it's it's fun to see our guys having fun and and, and to yeah. be enjoying this and to be disciplined, like you were just talking about. Because one thing you'll look at this season, there's not there's not any jawing, there's not any there's not any after play activity going on. You look at I even watched during this game some of the LSU guys, especially on that what really pisses me off that play on Kiaris where they pushed him out of bounds. A they pushed him out of bounds late, and then I watched back when I went back and watched the replay, face masked him, threw him into the their bench, and the guy was jawing him, and Kiaris didn't even pay him any attention. Like, didn't even talk about the fact he threw him out of bounds, face mask, all this stuff. He just got up and he walked back over because we were up 28 to 7. <laughs> and so it's just like, it's just one of those things. It's like our guys are focused. Anything you say to me doesn't matter because I'm beating you. And if I'm not beating you, I will beat you. It's kind of like that's the mode they're in right now. Like, you can't slow them yeah. down. And that, man, it's just fun. It's fun to watch our guys. just because And to feel the way that we feel in some of these games where it's like, I have no concern. <laughs> I have no worry <laughs> that we're going to turn. Like, even if we're, we're not used playing, to that. We're not used to that. I mean, we're even when we're talking about, like, it's 28 to 7 and you're like, Really would love another touchdown before we go into the half. Before I start to feel comfortable. Well, we got that. I didn't feel I didn't feel comfortable until we were up thirty five to seven. I know I that's like, what that's what I'm, like, that's what I'm saying. Is like you have to. I mean, three touchdowns. You're like, God, that's that can go away in just a second. And so, um, <laughs> and and then we st- and then we do get that touchdown before the half. And so mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things. Anyway, I I just felt like I needed to make sure that we all take a moment and just 
enjoy where we're at and, and have fun in, in what we're doing and, and getting to experience this because um, it may not be like this forever. So we have to take what we can get. For the people that don't realize what Kirby has accomplished in, in the last six years, I mean, it's this is just otherworldly. Like he's, he's, I mean, I, I'm I'm almost scared to talk about it too much like you're talking about like it's just I you know but he's succeeding at a rate that has not been seen even under under Nick Saban in his first 6 years you know um also this is I mean just the different kind of milestones that he has or uh, things that he has achieved that will go in the record books at at University of Georgia uh, a lot of people haven't really talked about this. this. is The first time we've ever been thirteen and up. Now, of course, this is it's different because this is a longer regular season and there's more uh, postseason games and all that. But this is the first time we have ever been thirteen and zero, and um, we got a chance to go fifteen and zero and put that in the record books. And uh, that's the kind of stuff that that's the, that's that's the real stuff of legend. Uh, and of course, we don't know what the future holds as far as. You know uh, this this twelve team playoff that's that's on the horizon and how much that's going to affect the regular season. You know if they're going to ch- pull out a, a game or two. You know these smaller teams like they may disappear. They may have to create their entire own league. I don't know. Uh, but this what what he's doing right now in this moment and also without without playing dirt like the dirty game the 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 transfer portal game. Now I'm not saying that's you know of course it's it's in the rule book now you can do it. But the the way that Kirby treats that and the NIL stuff and and I mean we didn't take a single transfer player uh, this this year. Last year we took one. He was a a big part of the defense. Was he was he the biggest part of the defense? No. But you know Darion Kendrick was the only guy that we brought in last year. And this year there's nobody that's starting on this this team. And if anybody is listening to this and they're like, oh, what about Stetson? Okay, well, I'm not counting Stetson as is one of our transfers. Okay, but everybody else was dudes were dudes that that came in and recruited directly under Kirby's uh uh you know his regime so that it's this it, it's scary to keep talking about it and and on, honestly if he gets to the point where if, if everything goes according to plan uh over the next you know month and a half man talking about I mean there's a very short list of of, of people and teams and coaches and whatnot that have done it two years in a row very very short list so looking forward to uh this ride man this 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 peach bowl i know we'll, we'll probably do a peach bowl preview but uh oh one big thing that we need to need to make sure we go ahead and mention though is uh smith uh in in, in is that how you say his name uh something like that he's uh he's he is not playing in the in the peach bowl so uh yeah that's uh that's big yeah he so for those that don't know um, a lot of news has happened since our our game a lot of a lot of stuff has transpired one of those being that ohio state's best receiver he i think he played the first game of the season and then he has been out all year and they expected him he's, he's been healing up and they expected him to be ready for any postseason activity well news came out over the weekend that he is going he's declaring for the draft uh so do i think he would have been as big of a factor coming off of injury probably not but he's one of the top rated receivers in the country and is going to go 
might be the number one receiver to go, actually. Uh, I don't know about coming off this injury, but he's going to be one of the top guys uh, from the receiver uh, of the receivers going out. So uh, he's not playing, which kind of helps us out because I was fully expecting him to play. Uh, um, I didn't realize there was rumors that he wasn't going to play, but uh, that's a big deal for, for us uh, going into this game. Huge, huge. Uh, Chancey, um, unless you got any more uh, thoughts on the uh, – on the LSU game, uh, let's just uh, – you want to do a quick uh, – we can just talk about how this this whole thing shook out over the last weekend. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba is his name, by the way. I, I, I didn't know – I didn't know how you how you said his name. But that's uh, – yeah, that's the biggest news on the Peach Bowl as of right now. And, Chansey, I'm, I'm thinking the, the way it shook out, I feel like it was the right thing to do. But the only thing that I have a problem with is they definitely did what you and you said this was going to happen and 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 you were right. But the only thing that they did that they I don't think should have happened was they put Ohio State at four instead of three. You know I thought that TCU should have dropped because they lost and they won just as many conference championships as as, as Ohio State did over last weekend. <laughs> you know so. In my opinion, they should have dropped, but they didn't want to do that because they didn't want it to be a, a, a semifinal game. And just like what you're talking about with, I mean, similar to how Georgia versus Alabama, they don't want that to be a semifinal game. They want it to be like, all right, if the SEC teams are going to earn it, like let's see if they earn it. And and they did it. Same thing with these Big Ten teams. I think they're going to try to see if they can get, if they, you know, if they got an Ohio State, big, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, final, you know, just that's one of those like, oh, like a repeat of the game, the big rivalry and all this and more viewers and all that. But I think uh, I think we got a pretty good chance of uh, keeping that from happening. Very, very good possibility. But you, you usually they do try to with the playoff, you usually tell and, and maybe it just shakes out this way. But you like to have a pretty, pretty big matchup in one of those games. I think you look back at the times we've been in the playoff. We got to play uh, Oklahoma. Uh, that you're Talking about just a fun matchup, like us playing Oklahoma and then turn around last year, I think the lead-up to it, us playing Michigan, Pretty, you're looking at some old blue bloods of college football, just some, some names that don't play each other. It's just a big deal. And then with Ohio State, uh, this is kind of one of those similar situations uh, for, for us. I think it, to, to me it was kind of a, a, a toss-up. And I think they're just gonna they were gonna play it out that way. I mean, I think it, it, I, in my mind, I never thought they would they would swap it. But it, I, I definitely see your, your point. I think it um, it would have made sense to, to to do that. But what most of this playoff committee what making sense is not really a part of what they're trying to accomplish with uh, with their their picks or their, how they're ranking these guys. But uh, but it's it's going to be a pretty pretty exciting match because we haven't played them in what was it like thirty years or something like that. I think it was ninety two, I believe, some sometime early nineties. But like I didn't even know we had played them then. I thought it was way way further back than that. So uh, so anyway, apparently Kirk Herbstreit was a quarterback whenever we played him last. Didn't know that, but that's uh, which is just <laughs> kind of which is kind of funny. Uh, so anyway, it's an exciting uh, matchup. What a, what a, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, what what are your what are your feelings on uh, all the all the Bama tears? You know, after all the stars aligned in their in their opinion, and uh, everybody lost that was supposed to, uh, and and they don't get in, and, and and in my opinion, deservedly so, did not get in. 
Uh, uh, but uh, I want to I want to see how how much have you been enjoying their the tears? Oh, I can't get enough of them. I'm I'm I just, <laughs> I've literally got a little water pail. I'm like walking around trying to catch them all as they're as they're falling. Um, the, the the best part was is like I guess Saban just sits in his office and he's like, bring me the cameras. And he gets on every major sports network news station just or just like that. Yeah. And and yeah. gets to, to go vie for his I mean, he was nobody would get that kind of screen time except for him. And he gets to yeah. lay his lay his lay everything out on the line of with who would be favored in all these games and who would be yada yada and three years ago saying that or how many years ago it was telling saying that we shouldn't have been in the playoff because we had talking about Georgia, Georgia had two losses so they shouldn't be in and all this stuff and it's one of those things. It's like weren't you favored against LSU and Tennessee this year? Okay, that's what I thought. So it's just one of those yeah. things. Win your games and, and and you'll get in. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so it's it's one of those things. Is it, it, I mean he's got to fight for his team, but I love watching them just wallow in it. And, and not get their way, and, and which is pretty amazing that this is the first playoff they're not in, and that's that's kind of crazy. And so um, anyway, I, I'm I'm in third, I'm in thir- enjoying this thoroughly. So very, having a great time, and, and would love for it to continue. That it was, uh, I think it's the second they they weren't in it, and uh, was it 2019? They didn't make it. Um, they they played in like the. I mean, a lot of people forget there was a few years ago Alabama played in a Florida Bowl, <laughs> like and okay. not the Orange Bowl. They they played in like the Outback Bowl or something like that. Uh, beat breaks off of Michigan State, if I remember correctly. Um, no, they played Michigan in the Capital One Bowl. I think is what it was. Anyway, that this is not an Alabama podcast. It's been hilarious because like they they've been making excuses since January. What was it? Tenth, tenth, I think uh, of of this year. You know, uh, the, oh, you know, our best receivers have been hurt, and oh, Bryce Young's not playing. He doesn't have the weapons around him. I was like, well, well, well whose fault is that? <laughs> sounds like, sounds like our Stetson Bennett, our Heisman finalist on our side, is actually playing better with, you know, on paper, maybe less talent uh, and, and making ma- making more of his situation. You know. So I don't want to. I don't want to hear it, man. It's it's been hilarious to hear all the excuses and and uh, you know a lot of people are talking about this is the beginning of the end for the Alabama dynasty and I hope that it is, but I don't I don't think that it is. Uh, but if anybody's going to have any say in that, it's going to be uh, one one coach Kirby Smart is is who it's going to be. So uh, been hilarious, and then also like Tennessee's, you know, today Jalen Hyatt was like. Saying that if they had a rematch with us, they would beat us by they would beat us like forty two to thirty or something like that. And it's like, dude, you you can't say stuff like that a few weeks after you <laughs> lost to South Carolina, like got demolished by South Carolina. You can't you just shut your mouth, shut your mouth. Better better to be thought a fool, man. <laughs> well, the the funny thing that, is, the funny thing is, they had their shot to play us again. Like they had their chance, like because that would yep. have been their spot. They like, would have they, been. They in, would have been in. No doubt. They would be number oh, yeah. four right now, and so we would yeah. be playing. Uh, actually, to your point, they would have been number three, so they would have played Michigan, and they would have swapped them, and we'd have played TCU. I bet, you, I bet you, without a without a shadow of a doubt, and uh, yep. and and we would have got the chance to play them again. 
which I would be all for. Bring it on. Give me, give me the trophy. <laughs> and so, and so I, I would be all about it. So, um, anyway, I, I, yeah, it's, it was theirs to, it was theirs to, theirs to, to, uh, to get. And it, it was their playoff to be in. They had a huge chance because, and then just to get smoked by, by the, by the Beamer train, uh, by Beamer ball. Uh, anyway, that's, uh, we've already talked about that, but I love bringing it back up because, oh boy, oh boy, did they implode. Bad. I mean, you don't, I, I get like Columbia is not the best place to play, but gracious alive, it's not that much of a, it's not that much of a home field advantage. I mean, we beat them by 41 points, uh, in, in, in Columbia this year. So it, it, it is wild, man. And it's crazy. It's just funny to see that the play, the teams that just blew it late in the season, Clemson, Lost South Carolina too. The Orange Bowl is literally going to be completely orange. Have you seen that? Clemson playing Tennessee, the most, orange, the most orange bowl ever. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just wild, man. Uh, and obviously, super unfortunate for Hendon Hooker to to be uh, out for that game. But uh, you know, a lot of people are up in arms. The, the Heisman finalists are you know C.J. Stroud, um, uh, Stetson, Duggan, and then who's the fourth? Caleb Who am I missing? The guy that's Caleb probably going to win it. The guy, the, the guy that's going <laughs> to absolutely win it. Um, yeah, Caleb Williams, the F Utah guy, and then just he gets he gets smoked, which is hilarious. So, like, yeah, USC, another team that just late season, last weekend of the year, championship Sunday or Saturday, and uh, gets gets beat by Utah. Well, they played on Friday night, actually. So, well, see, in uh, Utah, in Utah, if they beat Florida at the beginning of the year, their year looks completely different. I mean, they they only lose yeah. to they lose to what I guess they lose to they lost three times. They lost yeah. to Oregon. They lost to uh, Florida, and they lost to Wa- Washington. Washington, I think. I think the, yeah, I think the you're right. One they, they lost to, uh, but their their year looks completely different. They don't lose to Florida in that yeah. last that end of the game, uh, and so it, it's it's interesting, man. I mean, there's a there's a there's a parity amongst college football right now, and there's a lot of there's a lot of these. November, it was kind of one of those things. I was listening to uh, another – I was watching a, a football guy. Uh, I think it was that Josh uh, – I forget what his name is. Uh, anyway, but he was talking about, like, everybody's like, we need the 12-team playoff. Look at like, – kind of going in November. Like, look at all these teams that are that are, that are are vying for those spots, and it's kind of like just, just let it happen. Just let November just work itself out, and everything will fall into place. And uh, sure enough, man, the the pack cleared in a heartbeat. I mean, it was unreal. And that's why people just don't understand. Like, that's pretty much what championship weekend is, is a first round of playoffs. And it's not like – so, I mean, you know, there's been times, obviously, Georgia being one of them last year, where teams have lost in their championship game and still got in and whatnot. And that's – non exact I mean, more often than not, that's not the case. And and so I think it's normally, okay, this is basically an elimination game here. And um I don't know, man. I the twelve team playoff is it's gonna be look, it's gonna be fun because I'm I, more college football I'm gonna I'm gonna like it. But I don't it's gonna shape out the exact same way. Like it's it's all gonna end up with these same teams. And it's not because 
these other teams don't have a chance. Like I, I'm all for the underdog, underdog story, but there's a big difference, but a huge difference between the Georgias and the I don't know who's a decent team right now. I mean, hell, even there, there's a big difference right now between Georgia and and Clemson. The state of Clemson's program is nowhere near what it used to be. Uh, but like, and you say like a North Carolina got in there, like. We would beat North Carolina without. We could play our second string and beat North Carolina, and I feel very comfortable saying that. Like, and I guess everybody's you're trying to give more people a chance. They're trying to be inclusive, but it's just not. It's not going to be as good as it's what people think it is. But um, that's neither here nor there. Um, well, it, well it's, the way it shook out, I feel like I feel very. I like the way that it ended up. I don't. I wish that the Big Ten did not get two teams in the, in the playoff, though. Yeah, and that that was unfortunate, but uh, but. We've had two SEC teams in there multiple times and, and, and things like that. And so it's bound bound to happen eventually. And those guys, I mean, they had undefeated seasons coming into their game uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and for me, I, I think I think we're seeing we're seeing a lot change in, in the landscape and, and a lot of this stuff. I think the twelve team playoff is gonna lie. I think what you're seeing with basically the bowls becoming meaningless. I mean, the bowls, we we talk about it every year when it comes to this time. Bowl games are not what they used to be. I mean, I remember when bowl games, like, oh, my God, everything shut down because of bowl games. I mean, they meant meant something. They were – they were important. I mean, you were you wanted that trophy at the end of the year because that was the only trophy. Well, <laughs> that was your chance at your at, at your bragging rights uh, going into yeah. the end of the end of your season. It was kind of the cap to your year. So getting to a good bowl game was important. I remember when we didn't make it to the Sugar Bowl. It was I, I was I was pissed because that was our that was like a that was a a mark of achievement for the end of your year. The and 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 the, and. To your point, I mean, the Sugar Bowl this year is going to be Alabama versus Kansas State. Alabama doesn't care. They don't give a rat's behind to be in that game. And that's so sad. But they know, hey, this is just a runner-up consolation trophy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. It's it's it is, it's going to be a problem. It is a problem. I mean, kids are, are often out left and right. Uh, kids are just... We hadn't even talked about that there's been over a 1,000 kids that have jumped in an old transfer portal. I mean, you know, there's just this magical place. They're going to end up where the grass is greener. Uh, well, and more well, from the not, that's not that's not the case. JT Daniels is transferring for the third time. I mean, my gosh. Yeah, and, and for him, his situation in particular, it sucks. And it's just kind of one of those unfortunate things. Like, man, I just don't know if it's going to happen. And, and, and it sucks, but that's just it's just kind of the way it is. And, and – and, for me, kind of to your point about the 12-team playoff, it, it, it legitimizes, it, it brings some excitement for a bunch of fan bases that just wouldn't have had a shot that may have given up a couple weeks ago. I mean, that are playing those last few games like with the same gusto. It's, it's going to be it's going to be different. Uh, but as you see with the transfer portal, we've talked about it. Especially, we saw a lot of the NIL. This pat over the off season, like the numbers get really high. Well, I think now you're seeing the for a full year of the transfer portal and like everybody kind of getting their their hands around it. Over a thousand guys in a day put their put their name in the hat for the transfer portal. Opens up Monday night or Monday at 12, 12 a.m. and the names just flood in and and from some everywhere. of them big names exactly. Uh, Thibodeau. Oregon, he was one of them. Um, that 
that uh, well, JT Daniels was one of them, that Keaton Slovis kid who was JT Daniels, the guy who you know usurped him. <laughs> uh, he is transferring again from Pittsburgh. You got kids. Uh, there was another big kid from like Texas, the Texas A&M quarterback that that Haynes King kid who started for several games whenever Max Johnson went down. Uh, he's like he's up and out. Half of Texas A&M's team is in the transfer portal at this point. <laughs> Well, and guys are and guys are bailing ships. So you look at so what I, something I was thinking about is you is a lot of these first year head coaches. So you look at these first year head coaches or early head coaches, and then you look at because all the talk was is well, if the coaches can just go wherever they want, then the players should be able to go wherever they want. Well, that's what they're or have the opportunity to go somewhere else. Well, you're giving them that opportunity, but now so now to me some of the thoughts going to be do you move the what's your fear of moving the head coach for losing your team? <laughs> because now you're talking about Billy Napier, you're talking about Florida, bunch of Florida players have left. You talk about Billy Napier, first year as a head coach, and this year just everything, everybody leaves. And so now he's got to recreate a whole new team where pulling from transfers, pulling from high school guys. I mean, Anthony Richardson just declared for the draft, which might have been a great thing. It's really a great thing for him, bad for us. But it's one of those things that it's it's going to be so difficult for some of these teams to build anything. Like how can you build anything when, when your tools and, and your pieces continue to shift? You can't put anything together and create any kind of continuity if you don't have yep. some of that culture in place, and I think you're seeing, I think you're seeing some of that just with the, in across across college football right now. You're seeing some of that just lack of. I'm, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to create my, my words here to get my, my point across, but there's just you see what we've created, and you see what Kirby has created specifically, what he's done, and what he's done with our program, and he has created that that monster he's created that beast that is developing guys guys want to be a part of guys we'll have some guys leave but we'll have names leave that we're not going to have top guys leave because there's going to be guys that want more playing time or whatever that is some guys will go and we're going to get guys to fill their spot but for us it's it's kind of like our backups can play anywhere in the country so it's like there there a lot of these guys are going for playing time but for us like we're creating a culture that's developing these guys into great football players, into great men that want that want these opportunities that are that are going to get these opportunities by being a part of us. And you look at other places, uh, and it's just not happening the same way. And guys are guys are bailing after one year. Like at A and M, you thought you could buy your team, but if you don't have the culture, money Think again. <laughs> Yeah, but I'd be curious how much money they spent per win this season uh, for for, the, for their team, uh, just for their for those those freshmen. Uh, I, I'm sure the numbers would be startling, and uh, and so a lot of that's going to level out, and I think some of this will level out, and guys are going to realize that the grass is not greener. But you're just seeing it right now. It's going to take. It's, it's, I talked about it at the beginning of the year. There's that pendulum swing. And it's going to swing back, but right now we're full tilt. Like transfer portal is yep. going nuts right now. Everything's on fire. I think you summed it up very well. It is. Uh, it's. It's right now. It's a problem, and uh, I'm. I'm. I'm thankful that we're we're not a program that's having to deal with it. Because I mean, what kid wants to leave? Now we did have our first guy hop in the portal this this afternoon. Actually, I don't know if you saw that, but uh, Bill Norton, you know, back up. Uh, 
Bill Norton, a backup uh, defensive lineman, um, you know, he didn't play much. He played some special teams and all that. So, um, kind of makes sense with him. But like, what kid wants to? I mean, all right. So he, I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know what all the dates are, but th- I, I know that this is like an early. It's basically like an early transfer portal period right now, and then you can do it again sometime later in the spring or something like that. But the um, like what kid wants to do that right now? You know, that's that's even if they're playing like if they're young and playing some special teams, getting some experience, like not, most of these kids, like Bill Norton was older, like most of these kids that are younger, especially like they have no reason to think they have no reason to miss out on on, on an opportunity to win a national championship. And I'm glad that that still means something, you know, over over just like having pure playing time. Uh, but that's like, yeah, they got an opportunity to play in big games here in the next month. I think that most of them are gonna gonna stick around, and I don't anticipate anything that would uh, would I don't I don't anticipate anybody else going. Period. Um, so it is it's weird, man. It's it's it, I, I agree with you. I think it, at some point it all level out, but right now it's it is it is full go. And um, you're right. I think a year into this whole kind of free market transfer portal, because I mean it used to be a lot different. You know, we used to be like, oh, you can only transfer once and it has to be outside of your conference and and all this deal and now it's like you can just willy-nilly you know as long as it's within this date these periods of of time uh you can go go wherever you want to so uh it is it is kind of kind of weird man well the game is the game is changing and we talked about it before the season started and we've kind of quit talking about it because there was football to be played and and fortunately we were able to kind of focus on that all season long but uh, now that we've got a nice break in between football and all this is kind of popping back up, it, it kind of becomes a part of the conversation again. And 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 we'll still have the sport. And I think that the, the I think that I don't know what all you have no idea what it's going to look like because three years ago, if you would have tried to explain to me what this transfer portal looked like, uh, I would have said you're crazy because uh, there there's no way that's happening and everything's it's it's nuts. And uh, and I think it's will happen for a couple of years, and, and and I think I think we'll still have a couple of random guys that may may go may leave us try to go somewhere else. You're like, really? Why would you do that? Just because some guys are going to pull a stunt like that. But uh, well, I could I could see, definitely see it happening after the season is over, no doubt. I mean, some guys are just going to you know want some, you know, especially upperclassmen are going to want some other some more uh, playing time. But I mean, when you got like I'm looking at like some of these defensive linemen. I mean. Jalen's going to go to the draft. I mean, that's a no-brainer. And these guys behind him, they all could use more experience. And so, you know, that's kind of one of those things. They're all kind of on the older side for the most part, like juniors, uh, and and can come back and and be a bigger part of this team without 88 on the field. And um, I don't know, man. It's it's, like this – the way that we're recruiting is it's just steady. We got guys that jumped in immediately this year. Michael Williams and Nick, uh, Malachi Starks. Um, these guys have played, started games for the majority of the year. Um, but it's not like it's a full-on like Texas A&M's defense where it's like across the board on their defensive line. It's all these freshmen that they bought this year <laughs> to play on this team. Uh, and so you got you have no continuity there, and there's no there's no seniority and lack of leadership, and that's why that program is going to fail, and Jimbo's going to get fired eventually, and they're going to end up paying him, and then we're all going to sit back and laugh and think you dumbasses made that contract, 
And so, uh, love to love to laugh at Texas A&M. I mean, that's just a program that deserves no success uh, whatsoever. Um, Chancy also just sitting back and, and thinking about the end of the year stuff. We I don't have we even mentioned that Kirby was named the SEC Coach of the Year. We have we haven't uh, even talked about it. As as of today, he was he was named the uh, SEC Coach of the Year and. Pod Lesney was named, uh, I think he was named the Special Teams uh, Player of the Year. Yes. Yeah, Special Teams Player of the Year. Uh, had great completion percentage. That one kick he had, uh, obviously he was he played very well other than this, but that one kick he had, that golly, that had some English on it. Did you watch that replay? Well, we the thing it. went out, and it was starting to bend back in. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do that? It, 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 I, I don't know how they do with that with a football, but... Uh, yeah, man, we we watched that and it and doinked off the uh, upright, and then uh, and then obviously you know obviously some great awards there. We still got some guys that are up for some awards. The uh, offensive line is a finest, finest finalist with uh, Michigan um, for the Joe Moore Award. You know the top to the top unit in the country, and I think the Butkus Award is not quite um, been picked yet uh, because that is uh, Dumas. I think Dumas is up for that. So, but then of course you know. Hey, Stetson's going to New York, baby. So <laughs> crazy, man. Well, the first time we've had a Heisman finalist since uh, Garrison Hurst in nineteen ninety two. Which is wild. And the fact that and the fact that even now he's still getting crapped on, man. The guy is still getting so much hate on him. And I'm like, man, this his whole career, everybody's doubting him, even when he's going to freaking New York. And a lot of people are pissed because they're like, he's not even the best player on his team. Which it's true because we have the best player in college football. I would agree with that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then so, Brock, Brock Bowers is pretty good tied in. He's also a yeah. very great football player. So it's also one of the things. But yeah. it's also, let's just all say, it's the it's the quarterback trophy. It's the quarterback running back trophy. And so you have to – it's the offensive stat trophy. And so uh, do we think he's going to win it? No. But the fact that he's going – shows what he's been able to accomplish this year. And then if you truly think about it, you look at his stats, and we've talked about this. You look at his stats. He's done all of this in an average of three quarters. Like he's yeah. – all of his production happens in the first three quarters and really and truly in the first half of games. And so you look at a lot of that and and, and try to extrapolate that out. Uh, yeah, he has been doing some damage. Uh, with the, all those five-star receivers that are just doing everything for him, and so it, it's it's really it's really it's 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 awesome to watch. Nobody's going to catch that, but if you see that graphic that's been put up about, uh, and, and I sent it I sent it to you guys about his performance against top twenty-five opponents at the end of the year. So of the teams that everybody played, of the Heisman candidates, looking at their stats against the top twenty-five. Uh, teams that they the the people that ranked in the top twenty five he had the best stats amongst all of them and uh, and was undefeated against them and, and none of the other teams were undefeated against the top twenty five teams and so that was it, it was just one of those things that was kind of telling uh, and, and you know he had there were some games this season that weren't great that he did not play well and uh, just weak performances in those. But man, when like when you said when the lights turn on and he's in front of the cameras, the boy shows up and it just shows up and shows out, and it's just it's fun, it's fun. So proud that our that our boy's headed to headed to New York, and uh, don't care what the haters say, he's gonna go up there and and be in one of the guys in those four chairs, and that's awesome. 
I, that's all that matters. I mean, and I, I agree. This is this has been Caleb Williams' award to lose uh, for the majority of the year, and the fact that Stetson is going, I would not be surprised if he came in second in the voting though. I would not be surprised because I think a lot of people are seeing. Now, there's all this uproar from Tennessee about him and Hooker not being there and saying it was because he got injured and all this. And it's like, well, you know, there's a there's a winning element to this. And, and, and all Stetson Bennett does is freaking win ball games <laughs> and, and, and plays big in the biggest of them. And now, I mean, I'm looking, I'm sitting here looking at our schedule. You were talking about the amount that he didn't play in the, in the you know, fourth quarter, or at least like, you know, not slinging the ball around. I mean, it's it's roughly half the season where he really didn't have to do a thing. I mean, you look at Vanderbilt. We play. We beat them fifty-five to nothing. He didn't do nothing in the second half. I don't even know if he. I think I think Beck came in halfway through the third, if not before then. Um, just no. I mean, it's that stuff that doesn't show up, and people aren't. Maybe they're not going to talk about that on the broadcast in New York City. But the the what I I I think back to that Missouri game. And how that whole our whole team came off the bus just acting like we didn't know where we were for a majority of that game, uh, really until like the fourth quarter. And then what Stetson did and and made some. I mean, and, and the receivers made plays and stuff that. But that's one of the one of the games that I remember most about. I mean, he didn't have much flashy stats. He really didn't do a whole lot, but he did what he needed to do, keeping his composure, especially after having multiple – I mean, there was multiple turnovers in, early in that game. And for him to come back and make the plays at the end of that game, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch those highlights maybe after we're done here in a second because that was that was one of those performances this year that people are – I mean, he didn't put up crazy stats. People aren't going to remember that game. But that's one of those was one of the turning points of the season, and really, one, I was super proud of the way he finished that game. Looking back at it, um, so man, yeah, I'm excited. This is the team that deserves it. We had, oh crap, that was another thing. Um, hold on, we had four guys on the first team, all SEC: Bowers, McClendon, uh, Carter, Chris Smith. No, sorry, five guys. Uh, Pod Lesney was was the fifth, and then we had Stetson was the second team all all SEC. Lad. Love it. Dornell, so basically we had both tight ends uh, on first and second team. Uh, Van Pran, Stackhouse, uh, second team, all the SEC, Renigo, and then our long snapper, William Moat, which I didn't even know his name until I saw him on there. Um, so, Which is a good thing. Hey, you don't want to know the long snapper's name. But, uh, yeah, we got some boys on this team, and it's it, this is a special, special group, man. Well, and got to mention it, too, that uh, Munkin was a runner-up for the – assistant uh the assistance award and uh so he he made his trip up there and uh just our whole coaching staff and 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 our just everything man everything has just been top notch i've loved i've loved munkin this season i loved seeing him after we scored that last touchdown watching the replay of him in the booth just punching the air <laughs> and smacking uh, Todd hartley just puts Todd. his hand up and he's just like i know this is, i know this is gonna hurt <laughs> i'm gonna tear my rotator cuff just <laughs> leaving my arm up here for him to beat the crap out of um and just seeing that excitement seeing that fun and, and these guys they do deserve these awards and, and um and and i don't I don't have a concern about it impacting what we're going to do in Atlanta on New Year's Eve. And so I feel good about that. I think this team is focused, and we're going to talk about uh, all that. But enjoy 
enjoy the enjoy the, the what you've accomplished enjoy what you've done this season and, and what you have built over the last couple of years uh, to, to, to get these opportunities and so proud of these guys and I think there's going to be more awards to come so very uh, very very proud of them and, and excited about where we're at and so just got to enjoy enjoy every second of this man we got we gotta love it gotta have gotta have fun with it so I'm very if, very if, thankful. If Stet's if if Stet wins the Heisman, I'm going streaking down Millage. <laughs> I'll join and, you. And Wait till I, I get up there. I was, about, I was about to say, just come on up here. I don't care what time of day it is. We're, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's it, this is awesome. We'll we'll definitely you and I will have to get back together between. We'll, we'll take a, a a couple weeks off here uh, from our. You know, we we we. We get paid to do this, right? Yeah, yeah. All kinds <laughs> we're good, of stuff. <laughs> just tons of money. Um, we'll take a, a couple weeks off here and then get back together between Christmas and, and New Year's and, and make sure we do a little Peach Bowl and, and all that. A uh, couple things. Definitely be thinking and praying for both McClendon and Lad. Lad had he... Whew, man, when he went down, I was scared because he grabbed his knee really quickly. Um, but uh, thankfully, it sounds like he avoided anything major it was kind of something that was apparently a lingering issue for him uh so hopefully lad and mcclendon will be feeling better uh come new year's eve uh and uh man can't wait it's gonna be a lot of fun but uh looking forward to the holidays and everything and 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 christmas is gonna be hey man it might be a lot of might be just a bunch of georgia gear up under the tree man (laughs) that's that's all we need i try to good to me I, I tried to find a, 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 a SEC championship polo um, online. I, I haven't seen anything. So if you see one, let me know because I'm, I'm on the lookout. Hey, it might be an opportunity. Might be a little might a little opportunity for us to get in there and and, and get some stuff. Sponsored made, by you know? Calm the Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pre- presented by. <laughs> yeah. 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 SEC championship presented by us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, we do. Oh, it. just some boot, bootleg bootleg t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that would be so funny if we did that. Well, Chancy, we've been uh, rambling a little bit, but this is uh, this is good because I mean we get to celebrate a little bit and also get to just enjoy, like you're talking about, like enjoy this because this is not something we've been able to experience in the, in a long, long time, and and not even in our lifetime until last year. So, um, looking looking forward to New Year's Eve and. I'm, I don't know what I'm. By the way, I know we're not quite there yet, but I don't even know exactly what I'm going to do because my wife is some some. She's got to go to a wedding down in Statesboro. I said, "Hell no, I'm not going to that." Uh, on on who who has a wedding on New Year's Eve? Hey, I've my got gosh, I've got dude. I've got one too. I've got a cousin on her on Chandler's side that's that's getting married. So having to figure that out. So uh, it's getting anyway. well. At least it's a late game, but right. I'm I, I'm I did I. I'm not going, but I also compromised by the fact that I'm going to take care of our child. Right, uh, right. Thank yeah, you, so Asher. She didn't Thank have to you. Worry about that. Thank you, Asher. We appreciate yeah, your service. Yeah, basically using <laughs> using him as my excuse. <laughs> oh man. Well, well anyway, hey, well, you uh, well, gonna, Merry you go Merry Merry Christmas, man. It's it's coming up. It's coming up quick. So uh, Merry it's gonna be gonna be fun, and we'll uh, we'll be talking on the on the backside of of, of Christmas, I guess, because it's gonna be. It's almost here anyway, so uh, the bowls are coming. It's bowl season. When, I, I feel like we should have done a more of a, a festive theme to this. What it? When? when just real, real quick. When? When do you watch your first? When do you start watching Christmas movies? 
well, for some reason, my wife got on a, um, this doesn't count by the way, but she got Netflix started pushing like those, apparently Netflix just went and created just a crap ton of like the Hallmark Christmas movies that are all the same. And I don't know if they just did it as like a joke, but then they started pushing them. And then it was just like after Thanksgiving, it was just, or no, even before Thanksgiving, it was they were everywhere. So you open up Netflix and then it just pops up. Or if you open her Netflix, I guess they knew she'd be into it. So anyway, we we're watching these dumb, just stupid Christmas movies are playing in the house of, of little girl goes off to the big city and then, and then meets the, Comes meets, back the to far, meets the tree, the tree and... farmer. And he has to <laughs> win her, win her parents over a multi-billion dollar corporation. I mean, just the dumb <laughs> shit <that laughs> makes you hate <laughs> and stuff. So anyway, that crap's been on at my house for the last month, uh, if you were curious. And um, so anyway, I'm excited about good Christmas movies here. Uh, really, probably probably after this week, since there's not any football this week, and it all starts yeah. coming. It all starts coming pretty soon. So we need the air to cool off a little bit, and then uh, then I'll definitely be in the mode for sure. Yeah, it's a it's hot up here. Usually, I'm sitting here like. You know, feeling pretty good in my sweats, and I, I was man, it's it's kind of warm up here. It's like mid sixties in the middle of the night right now. Very humid. Now that's funny you say that because uh, I my wife is the exact opposite. Like she probably like I don't think I watched Home Alone last week. That was I I usually start not quite after Thanksgiving. Like basically once it's December, I will watch a Christmas movie, and uh, I watched Home Alone uh, in pieces the other day, and. Uh, that's always usually up in the top of my list, but usually, man, Cat Anna will watch Four Christmases is, is big, but number one though is Christmas Vacation. Uh, got gotta have that. Gotta it's have all, that. Christmas Vacation is always a good one. Also, big jingle all the way, guy. That's always one of mine. Is that is that the um? It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Which one is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the get yeah. the toy and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hadn't seen that one in a while. That's not on my list like every year, but I do enjoy it. So maybe I'll have to find that. Elf yes. is always up there as well. Yeah, Elf, um, Elf's a good one. So there, there's there's always there, there's always some good ones. So you, you've reminded me that the I hundred. Need, the, go ahead. I was gonna say you've reminded me. I need to cue these up and I need to get everything in line to get yeah. to get these movies going for sure. Yeah. Then you also get like the the hundred Tim Allen Christmas movies. Like he's played Santa Claus like at least fifty <laughs> times. <laughs> uh, so. Those are all good and all that, but um, yeah, I maybe we should have started off. That was that should have been our that should have been our opening well, opening people, statements. People have already cut it off by now. Uh, probably been done for hours. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this is this is gonna be our second longest episode of the year. So, uh, we'll wrap her up. Uh, Chansey, go dogs! SEC champions. Let's uh, on on to on to bigger and better things. Uh, come the end of the year. Amen. Dogs on top. Ooh.